You're listening to the Ranger Things Podcast. Welcome to Ranger Things. We're recording on Sunday, August 20th, 2023. I'm Carlo Montagnino, and as always, I'm joined by Brendan Lyons. Hello. And Dave Pacheco. Hello, fellow Ranger fans. Today, I like that know, Dave's greeting is getting less and less creepy each week. He, I try. He's losing the Stan Lee, and he's going more towards Dave. Wait until yeah. I start doing my Paul Kersey. <laughs> I can't wait till next week. Now you said it, you have to do it. Um, so, t- I mean, today we're just filling up some time. There isn't much to go over. Um, some like light news items, um, like weddings and gun charges, real easy stuff. Uh, but before we get into that, as always, you could follow us on Twitter at RangerThings23. You can subscribe to the show using the podcast service of your choice. And while you're at it, leave a review, uh, maybe a, a five star rating. You can also email us at contact at rangerthingspodcast.com. Send us all your comments, questions, and hell, even game ideas. And a little bit of news, we've re-officially launched rangerthingspodcast.com. You could find all of our episodes um, and maybe some more there. If you are so inclined, please become a member. It's free. Subscribe to the site. You'll get emails. you get a bunch of posts. you get extra content and more as time goes on. We're going to spam the fuck out of you. You get so many dick pill emails. It's just, it's not an email to make your. You need these dick pills? It's not even a. It's like one of those party favorite dick pills. It's not to make your. It's dick not bigger. even a real ad. It's just Dave <laughs> texting you in the middle of the night. You need these dick pills. It's just, it's just Flintstones vitamins in the shape of dicks. Listen, it takes a long time to carve them. those uh, vitamins look like that. <laughs> He hand carves them, folks. These are. It depends on who you start with. If you start with Barney Rubble, it's not the... <laughs> so Barney Rubble's them. trouble, man. So we're carving them into the actual existing Flintstones. I love it. That's see, this is this is the artistry you can expect when you subscribe to RangerThingsPodcast.com. Yeah, it's like that Japanese art where they, you know, they'll shave down a match head to have some elaborate scene. But in this case, it's a penis. Yes, let's go on on a Flintstone gummy, or just vitamin. Uh, how? Uh, what? Let me ask you. What about Bam Bam? He's probably got a fucking hammer, huh? Honestly, I think Bam Bam's compensating. Hammer. <laughs> Why do you think he always carries around a club? I mean, he's like four years old. Yeah, he's a child. I was thinking about when him and Pebbles are growing up and stuff. He's still. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Uh, he seems like he's got a he's got a chip on his shoulder. He's got like small man syndrome. <laughs> yeah, maybe. He's just a product of his environment, you know. Anyway. I would like to see how Elroy grew up, though. Elroy Jetson. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah. Let's talk about hockey, huh? <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Let's get. This is a hockey podcast. What? So speaking of Elroy Jetson's penis, I met a Rangers fan recently. Uh, not a Rangers fan, a Penguins fan recently. Um, yeah. So. I, I'll set the scene for you. There is like a, my wife is like a PTA ambassador for the preschool. And she set up like a bunch of meet and greets. And one of the fathers was there. I attended one of the fathers was there and he saw my Rangers hat, not this one. And he goes, Oh, you're a Rangers fan. And I go, yeah, is there another team I should root for? And I'm in Cleveland, Ohio for everyone who's listening. And he goes, oh, I'm a Pittsburgh fan. I'm like, oh, sorry to hear that about the uh, Carlson trade. You know, just shit talking him. And we're getting along, whatever. And then we start, like, really talking about hockey. And we're talking about the Penguins and the Rangers. And he had probably the worst takes I've ever heard in my life. He said that, one, he said Shesterkin is a pretty good goalie, but he wouldn't build a franchise around him. This is... Immediately after another bad take where he said they should not have let Flory get exposed in the expansion draft because Flory is too good. I mean, are you surprised? No, no, no. Of I mean, course we've not. talked about this before. These they don't they don't know anything about hockey. 
Pittsburgh fans. Yeah, he this said, is proof. Yeah, this is proof. He said also that Crosby, you could still build a team around him. You could that Crosby could still do it. Um, he did have a really good take on Malkin. He said that Malkin is lazy, and that he is he they, that they should have traded him to the Rangers when they had the chance. I I agreed with it. Yeah, I agree because um, Malkin isn't lazy. He's awesome, and I wish they would have traded him to the Rangers. <laughs> yeah, and then um, finally, uh, it was revealed that he doesn't really drink much. So I was just like, this guy fucking blows. I'm yeah. probably never going to be his friend. These, these are his takes as a sober man. Yeah, he's not even under the influence of whatever Penguins fans drink. What is it like, butter beer or some shit like that? Well, it's Pittsburgh, just, not just melted fucking, butter, not <laughs> Hogwarts. <laughs> it's just oh, there is like the pint, the pint glasses of clarified butter. Well, the Venn diagram of Har- adult Harry Potter fans and Penguins fans is just a circle. So. Let's just be honest. Um, Who's worse? Who look, I'm gonna let, let I'm gonna take a, a hard right here for a second. Who do you think is worse, adult Harry Potter fans or adult Disney people? Adult I see Disney them as, people. I see them as one and the same. To be honest, I don't. I don't. Well, it is yeah. Harry Potter's also that's Disney, right? No, no is that Universal Studios? Mm-hmm. Yep. So they're competing for. I think Disney grownups are the worst. That's the worst form of person. Yeah, anytime you meet one of these adults, you anything they say about anything else in life is completely invalidated. Oh yeah, absolutely. By the fact that they have like Mickey, Mickey Mouse, Mouse shirts, yeah, and their fucking yeah. decals on the back of their car, and oh god, I want house. <laughs> go ahead, I'm sorry. No, and and the fact that they they go to Disney World or Disneyland every fucking year or twice a year, or they have season passes, unless like you live in. Orlando or in LA or something and it's you know and you have children and you have children and it's like oh it's just easy to get a pass and take them there that's fucking great but But even then dude like my like like my wife's family lives in they live in Orlando and they have children and like they don't even go that often (laughs) like twice a year no matter where you are is excessive like it's a fucking expensive day to go to Disney not if you bring a flask in well, I mean, if I lived in Orlando, I'd probably go there four times a year, just knowing that, like, I need shit to do with my kids. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. But I would never fly and get a hotel and do all that bullshit. That seems I, – I don't want to do that ever, period. It's so expensive. Why would I so do that? So we all agree that while they're not much better, Harry Potter adults are better than Disney adults. No, I mean, I'm not going to hard agree with that because, I, again, I see them very similarly because okay. Harry Potter adults were, I mean, they, well, they were Harry Potter children or they were Harry Potter adults when the books came out. And when they were, if they were Harry Potter adults when the books came out, which I commuted in and out of the New York City all the time, I would see grown adults reading the Harry Potter books. Absolutely just disappointing and depressing so those people are like harry potter boomers now basically <laughs> just sad but i want i want to tell this i once house sat for the proto disney adults right it was a family they had like three kids they were out of the kids were out of the house um but i would house sit for the, the you know the owners of the home and they had like disney plates on a shelf or some shit like that and then but it was like a normal, their normal family. They would go twice a year. Um, so they love Disney. So I was like, oh, that's funny. I went on their computer because I'm house sitting for them. I'm like, oh, I'm checking my email. Went on their computer and I'm like just digging around now because I'm bored. They had Disney porn on the computer. Yes. So it's like, yes. So it's like, you know, Belle getting dug out by what? like Gaston, Gaston like, like and the Beast. Like, we got a, a finger. Eiffel Tower. Well, it is in. France, it is in right? France. Yes. Yeah. It is. But it's like that's the underlying reality of Disney adults is that they uh, have, and I'm, this is a hot take maybe, they have a sick deviant fetish that they are mm. just like, trying to secretly express in normal society. They just, yeah. They either want to fuck fish or get fucked as a fish. So back to Penguins fans, right? They're no different. <laughs> How do you guys feel about the um have you ever watched like the the um 
those college like Quidditch leagues. Yes. Honestly, I I'm a little impressed at the athleticism that these people devoted to a made-up game from a whimsical uh, book series. Yeah, it, I mean, gotta admit. R- running with the broomstick between your legs is, and then catching and throwing a ball is pretty. Shut the fuck up! They run with broomsticks <laughs> in between. Bro, you've never dude. seen this? Oh my god! No. Oh, it's I, so I, have funny. Some, I have some homework. Yeah, it's real funny. Absolutely. It's like one step. Who do you think is the under best Ultimate. player? Who do you think is the best Quidditch player on the New York Rangers? Frider, obviously. Yeah. He obviously is, is, yeah. is he the snitch sneaker? No, he he's one of the <laughs> No, he's one of those. What, how do you those know this bruises, oh, he's got the those clubs, he's right? One of the, yeah, he's one of those fucking guys who yeah. beats the shit out of him. No, he's just such a, like a nerd that he knows all the rules really in depth, and he like enforces it. Is Kreider Gryffindor? He could be a Hufflepuff. What's Chris Kreider's Harry Potter house? Um, <laughs> no, this is gonna be a whole episode. We're gonna oh yeah, yeah. Let's not, let's not spoil it. Well, yeah, Listen, we're gonna do the the Rangers lineup. As, we don't as... have anything else to talk about. This I'll tell you is the this episode right now. I'll tell you this right now is fucking Igor is definitely Slytherin. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. He's a snake in that net. Yeah. Well, he's also Russian. Ooh. Do you think that they played Quidditch at Chris Carter's wedding? They played at the bachelor party, probably. Yeah. Because what is Zabanage? Zabanage is definitely Hufflepuff. Zabanage is Hufflepuff, yeah. You think so? I don't know. Yeah, he's... He's he wants to look like what's the other one? I don't know the one we didn't mention yet. Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. He wants to look like Ravenclaw, but deep down inside, you know he's a Hufflepuff. I, I think yeah. I think Panarin's Ravenclaw, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, I, Panarin's also Johnny Utah. okay yeah let's okay let's get into it (laughs) so Artemi Pernarin was recent well yeah Artemi Pernarin was recently uh arrested in Russia on gun charges he was uh if I read it correctly he was allegedly shooting his gun off in the air Um, at the beach at the beach (laughs) Uh... So um, Panarin and the Rangers deny the allegation, saying it's an intimidation tactic being used against him for being outspoken on political events. I mean, truth be told, like, he probably fucking did it. Like, yeah, you're in on the beach in Russia. Why wouldn't you shoot your gun? Well, you know what? I hope I hope they are coming. from The last time Putin came for Panarin, he had a fucking crazy season. So I hope Putin, I hope it is Putin again. I, I mean, if you're. Vladimir Putin, and I'm not trying to be political. This is not politics. If you're the leader of a large country, a large, powerful country, and you want to go after somebody, you're just going to trump up gun charges and let them walk out? That's the best you could do? I don't know. I think it I think it happened. I think he shaved his fucking head. Yes. Like, he's going through some shit. He's going through some shit. He shaved his fucking head. He joined a fucking, he joined a gang of surfers, <laughs> slash Banks, bank robbers, the former czars, and he went it. full he Ravenclaw. Was, he went full he Ravenclaw. Went full <laughs> Ravenclaw. Well, S- Slytherin is you know like the I guess the traditionally bad house or the the more nefarious of the. But four. I think Ravenclaw has an edge, right? I mean, Ravenclaw is the smartest. Oh, right. yeah. Wow. Well, listen, you, you're, are you a Penguins fan, Dave? Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. I just love fantasy. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so that's our time we prepared. And we, we, we touched on Chris Kreider getting married. Um, it w- I saw the pictures. They're nice photos. They were cute. Yeah, gorgeous. They danced. Um, they danced. Wedding. He Good danced dancing. with Savannah Jad. I'm sure his wife loved that. All right, she's, like, just so sick of watching them dance. Yeah. Um, so speaking of fantasy, we're just going to power through these topics here. Um, Zuccarello has been coming up on a few uh, board writers' radar, um, targeting him as someone the Rangers could potentially pick up in free agency um, next season. I'll, I'll pose this question because, again, I think this is just people bored and writing shit. 
I'll pose this question though. Do you want Zuccarello? And if no, and if so, why? Hard no, hard no, hard, hard no. Yeah, okay. I love Zook. He doesn't help us right now. No, he doesn't help us. I would, I would like to have him on a team, but it, it doesn't make sense, um, unless, unless it can unlock some of the young lads, like you know, uh, like Lafreniere. Oh wait, he's not signed yet. Um, Kako or. Uh, or Heedle or something like that, or maybe even VC. I mean, VC and well, they played together, VC and him, right? Gosh, right? wasn't v- VC and Zuccarello played together on? Yes, the yeah, yes. So that might be a little budding bromance. But like, like Brennan said, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't really fit in the mold right now. What they're trying to do, I mean, could he help them down the stretch? Possibly, you know, depending where they're at, depending who's clicking and who's not. But um, it doesn't make sense cap wise uh, or, or chemistry wise yeah. right now. Yeah, I mean, Agreed. if if you if, if just really entertaining this absurd idea, if you bring him in, he's got to come in now because we need the right wing spot filled. Mm-hmm. But later down the season, that that problem will be solved. So to bring him in later is just a step backwards, no matter what we do. So it's better. I'd rather if if we have to bring him in, which we don't, and we won't. But if we do, bring him in now, get him in, get him acclimated, and then just dump him off for parts later in the season. Agreed. Yeah, I don't see it happening. We don't have the cap space. Even if we even if we wanted to do it, even if it would help us, we don't have the cap to do it. The only no. way it would help is if we did move Lindgren and Kreider for McAvoy. No, we break dead even on the salary there. Oh, uh, yeah. Dead even yeah, we'll throw in somebody else. Throw in Barkley Goudreau. Oh, please, we'll just do Goudreau <laughs> for Zuccarello straight up. That'd be nice. There you go. Then we need a center again, so we're screwed. Do we? Uh, we'll use Benino, right? Is do you that think center? that our time, Do you think that Panarin shot is good in the air when you found out he wasn't invited to Kreider's wedding? <laughs> you think he wasn't invited, or he was? I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm just stuck <laughs> on like the image of Panarin just laying on the ground, like just. Laying on the ground, firing is just screaming Bodhi and firing his gun in the air. I just you think they probably just watched Point. I actually recently rewatched it like a month ago. Yeah. Great move, great film. Hell yeah, Catherine Bigelow. She's film an excellent uh, director. Um, so what's Zuccarello's house? I think he's Hufflepuff. Clearly. Zuccarello? I don't yeah, know. It could be a toss up between maybe. Hufflepuff and Gryffindor. You know who's definitely Gryffindor? Adam Fox is definitely Gryffindor. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll keep the rest of my thoughts to myself on that. Um, all right. <laughs> Apple. We're going to move. We're going to power through here. Apple. Yeah, let's power through. Ooh, um, big news, possibly. Possib- possible rumors. And I've heard this before, didn't think anything of it. Now I'm hearing it again. Um, Apple might be looking to buy ESPN, which gives them a ton of sports rights, including the NHL. Mm-hmm. Now, and we'll talk about this later on the on the episode, uh, ESPN's problems um, with, with the NHL, but with well, NHL's problems with ESPN. But do you think Apple won? What do you think about this? Would Apple do good by ESPN? Would they do good by the NHL? Or is this just simply, you know, just by being new owners and letting them run run yeah. the course? I think this is like, this would be like, you know, you ever get like, for anybody out there in the listeners world, if you work for a really big company and every once in a while you'll get an email where it's like, there's been a reorg. You know, this senior vice president is now in charge of this, and this senior vice president is now in charge of that. Or, and nothing changes for anybody. You know, I think it'll just be a hand, like it'll just be a handoff. It, you know, Disney really has no impact on the relationship between ESPN and the NHL that I could could see. So I don't imagine why Apple would 
well, have it, that big of an the, impact. The only thing is that like ESPN has the established like network connections, like you know, on traditional uh, TV and cable TV, whereas Apple just has their uh, Apple Plus, Apple TV, yeah. Apple TV stuff. Yeah, right. I think the only thing that changes for you, the user, is that it's no longer a bundle package with like Hulu, Hulu and Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. Yeah. Which means I get to cancel Hulu finally. Oh, that would be yeah. great. Yeah. And it'll oh. be you might it'll might it'll be through like Apple TV. Right. But I don't see anything under the ESPN umbrella changing. I think if Apple were gonna interject and bolster anything, it would probably be the MLS. Because there's growing popularity there with Messi and mm-hmm. you know, uh maybe like FS1, stuff like that. But I don't think... Well, I mean, I think it would do good to fix their coverage of the NHL. I think it's... Be- like they can't. Can they renegotiate the contract? Probably not. Could they just buy the contract out and fix it? Yeah, they have trillions of dollars at, at Apple. Because um, that's really the problem, right? The contract that the NHL negotiated with ESPN, not Disney so much. Um, right, and that's not going to change. You know, I think... That's not going to change at all. I don't think anything under the ESPN umbrella really changes. I don't think Apple would have the desire to... It doesn't make any sense for Apple to come in and and fuck with the relationship between ESPN and the NHL. It's just it's just not important enough. You, right, know, you right. might see it in other sports. You might see you know, football a little bit easier to stream. Yeah, it, it, you know stuff like that, but it's just remember, it's just whatever rights each league has. It's whatever deal each league has with ESPN. Yeah. So it's not like you're going to get more football. You're not going to get more anything. Yeah, I think <laughs> the only thing that I I would like I would like to see this just so I could save like the thirty bucks a month from like being able to cancel Hulu and ESPN and just watch because I already have Apple. So if we yeah, could just keep too. that and watch hockey, not. The, and you know we'll get into this a little more later. I don't watch hockey legally. I pay for it because I have the bundle, but I stream illegally all my games. I'm happy to admit that because the NHL makes it almost fucking impossible to watch a hockey game. Yeah, the only it, league that makes it harder to watch a game than the NHL is the NFL. The NFL makes it almost impossible to watch out of market games without paying. So much money, but at least there is an no, option. I disagree. I disagree because I, I can watch I NFL right on least... Amazon. I can watch it on over the air. Like I have that little bullshit antenna I plug onto my window. I can watch but you it can, there. But I'm talking about out of market, out of market. Like I can't watch the Jets on the West Coast if they're not playing in prime time. It's it's super hard unless I like unless I pay for Sunday ticket. But at least there's the option to pay for Sunday ticket. Right. Which Whereas NHL the, Plus used to have the NH that used, yes. used to be able to pay for any of it. Now ESPN fucked it all. Yeah, it's just gotten progressive. Like I think my favorite, and maybe this is a hot take, but my favorite rendition of you know a streamer when it comes to watching hockey games wasn't even a streaming service. It was Center Ice. Like I think Center, Center Ice was so awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Center Ice you could just toggle between games super easy. Yep. Yeah. The NHL app wasn't terrible. I definitely like the NHL app better than ESPN. Oh, yeah. I I think the possible acquisition of Apple uh, buying ESPN can only make it better because ESPN has done a shit job uh, historically with the NHL and promoting it and having, you know, just games visible to people like you're talking about, like watching uh, out of markets, markets and stuff like that. And honestly... If they did, I would like to see them take the old 90s, early 2000s Fox approach of putting the fucking lasers back into the goddamn pucks. <laughs> I, I hate you so much. The best thing so that Fox ever oh, did. Oh, God, that's so gross. The, the, I mean, they're there. They're there. They just don't show it on TV anymore yeah. because it was the, and, you know, I hate Greg Wyshynski, the hot take, but he had one great book. And one great idea about hockey and how you grow the game was that you don't watch the puck. Don't look at the puck. Look at the play. 
And then if you, because if you're looking at the puck, you're going to get all over the place and everyone, that's why people hate hockey on TV. Right. They're like, look, trying to find the puck and they can't see it half the time. Because they think it's like football or baseball they think it's or football. something. Yeah. Or, or soccer. Or basketball. Yeah. 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 It's like, this is a sport where it's like, you have to take a macro view of it. And so Greg Wyshynski had this book, Take Your Eye Off the Puck, right? Great book. Great idea. And it's like his ideas of growing the game. And he's a smart, he is a smart guy. Um, the Fox light puck made you stare at the puck and oh sure i can see it behind the boards but the whole play is developing up here i'm too busy staring at like the back of some guy's head because there's a flashlight on it well i see i i I disagree with that i i think it's it's it made it easier for them to see the puck while looking at the the play at large at least least that's how i looked at it yeah you you look at the play at large you played hockey well (laughs) Yeah, I, I I guess maybe yeah that's true, but like I don't know. I think if we started, we we ran like a boot camp for the casual NHL fans or and new fans to come come on board, and we and you know we and we pitched that that idea of of watching the bigger play, but you know while keeping them trained of where the puck is because eventually, if they know that when four guys digging for the puck in the corner to look at the outskirts, the front of the, the, the slot in the net or the right. point that those are the three main places and to look to see how those players are reacting. So in the future, they won't have to rely on the, the, the light puck as much, right. but come on, bro. how fucking awesome was it when like ally of would fucking rip a hundred mile an hour slap shot yes. or Al McGinnis or something like that. Like that was fucking awesome. Actually. Okay. I'll give you this. <laughs> it don't have the light puck, but if a shot hits like 95 miles an hour plus, Make it turn red. That's cool. I, with, I'll, with the, with the in, tail, like the, the, yes, the comet tail. Yes, all right, yes, cool. All right, yes, I'll take yeah. that. We can agree to disagree. That that's our compromise there. I'll compromise. He's heating up. I think it's a <laughs> stupid fucking idea. That's what I think, and I think you're stupid for having it. Why? That's a bad idea. I just think it's a bad idea. <laughs> well, I'm tracking think, it now. They're doing it. It's there. Here's here's what I here's what I uh, here's what I know. I know that all of the NHL's woes are not ESPN's fault. They are the NHL is to blame. Besides, the NHL is to blame for one hundred percent of the NHL's woes. They are not any better or worse on ESPN than they were on NBC. There's nothing that either of those two networks have done or not done to make the NHL work. NBC worse. had at least Doc Emmerich, and he was on Fox. I don't think what he I'm ever saying, did. Even, the, he the guys was in, the ES, in 1996. The, the, <laughs> what I'm saying, to, what I'm saying to you, Dave, is that the NHL isn't moving backwards because ESPN is doing them dirty. The NHL is moving backwards because the NHL does not know how to market its commodity. Granted, that's no, the I'm, problem. I'm, I'm not because debating we keep that going. We keep going to places where nobody wants to watch hockey and being like, "Hey, dude, would you like to watch hockey?" And they're like, like "No." Like ESPN. Like ESPN. We're like, right. we're like, they're like, "No." Pause. And then we just like imagine you went to you like you went to a stranger's house and would you you're like, "Hey," you knocked on their door and they answered and they're like, "Hi," and you're like, "Hey, would you like some cookies?" And they were like, "No." And instead of going to the next door, you just stood outside of their house for twenty five fucking years. <laughs> Okay, you're being very hyperbolic now, and and I'm not disagreeing with you on the mismanagement of the marketing. We've talked about this in previous episodes, so you know we came to agreement of, of the mis mismanagement on that part. But when you stack the fucking the the booth in ESPN with people who fucking talk nonsensically, besides Eddie Olchek, who I fucking love, but they only get him once in a blue, and he's usually doing a uh, Blackhawk scenes. Horses, horses. Yeah, he's doing the horse races too. Oh, really? On I didn't NBC know that. still. Yeah, that's interesting. I, but he's got a good voice. He's knowledgeable, especially in hockey. If you have more competent people, if you fucking give Kenny Albert a fucking uh, a play by play job for ESPN, it would be a lot more palatable. Because, like in most other sports, so all right, whenever you see a baseball game, a football game, uh, and NBA game, NHL game, and it's on. Apple TV or uh, Am- streaming on Amazon, like exclusively or YouTube, the the announcers that they have are god fucking awful. It's they make it unwatchable. 
where I I put Met games on mute when it's on YouTube TV or some shit like that because I cannot stand it. So, I'd rather listen to Howie Rose on the radio do it and not but, see anything. But that's what. But so like your point, get better announcers. But you just said you'll mute it and watch the game anyway. So the announcers don't actually matter, right? No, it does. It makes it more palatable. Like or when we think... watched illegal street streams and it's just you hear the house noise. That's better no, because no, you no, just... I. You can't find those anymore because oh. ever since um, NHL app, the NHL TV went oh. away, the, those streams are but, gone. But, but that shit was awesome. It was you, awesome. You, you felt the crowd and it's like, okay, I don't need the announcers because I have the background crowd like, you know, murmuring and, and chanting and, and whatever. Like you felt like you were yeah. kind of there. I mean, I, I think you guys are both right. I think ESPN, I mean, the NHL is shooting themselves in the foot, right? Like for a million and one reasons. Like, okay, you sign a deal with ESPN, but then you take all your marquee games and put them on TNT. And any fan, well, we all know people are cutting the cord. So now you're forcing people to buy cable to watch games legally. That's insane. You're, the blackouts are ins- I cannot watch, a, even if I pay for it, even if I go through debt cable, I can't watch Columbus or Pittsburgh games in my house right now unless I have a cable plan. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. Dumb. So I so have cable the, well, uh, just, uh, just for this. Yeah, like, I mean, the NHL is shooting themselves in the foot in that regard. But Dave, to your point, ESPN's coverage of it isn't helping its own case either. Like, yeah, they don't have the talent. A hundred percent agree. TNT show is awesome. Like yes. that, their 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 show is great. Good coverage. Just but, put that on ESPN channels. Like, I, like that's what I don't understand. It's fucking insane. It's insane. Yeah, I mean, ESPN, they should just air, instead of doing an ESPN broadcast, just air the local markets broadcast. If we have to have the local markets brought in because of these blackout rules, just have just stream the local markets like the NHL TV app did. There's no reason not to. Anyway, that's my that's my two cents on that. Uh, Apple, please buy it and please fix it. Uh, Apple's going to buy it and nothing, nothing's going to change. Yeah, of course. But you know what? It's something... There's a hope there if Apple buys it. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, um, we're going to talk probably a lot more about this exact topic. Um, but we have a, we have slight uh, we have a slight color on it. So stay tuned and uh, see you on the other side. Hey, Ranger Things listeners, you probably already know that you can subscribe to the show on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google or just listen by visiting rangerthingspodcast.com. But did you know you can also follow us on Twitter at rangerthings23? Were you aware that you can email us at contact at rangerthingspodcast.com? Feel free to DM or email us any questions, feedback, or suggestions. And now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Thanks for listening. Um... Let's get right into this next topic here. Um, I want to set this up properly. All right. Um, there's been reports, and I, you know, I can't find Nielsen ratings. We can't find streaming numbers. It's all very secretive nowadays. But the reports that you can find are, and this is troubling for us hockey fans. First, the MLS Major League Soccer is trending upwards faster than the NHL in both interest and engagement. And two, apparently the WNBA is on pace to outperform the NHL on ESPN. Let this settle in, okay? Again, I don't have exact numbers. I don't have hard numbers. I I looked, couldn't find them. But if these two points are true, this is dark days for hockey fans. It's well, a, I mean, you have you have to look at the source, though. It's 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 just on ESPN that is trending upwards. So that really, like we just discussed before, that barely means anything, because I mean, what I really is a, go ahead, Dave. Sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. Well, it's like what really matters is, is what's the attendance of the WNBA? Why are they still subsidized by the NBA? Has they have they ever turned a profit in the league's history? And the answer is no, they haven't. So am I am I troubled by that? No, it just points uh, more points to the fact of ESPN's ineptitude to properly promote the NHL much to because of the NHL's 
own agreements that they've made. Well, well, I, I mean, my, my concern here is, and I, I don't disagree with you, Dave. I think that one, if you have the ESPN app, you open it up at any given time, they push WNBA hard. It doesn't matter if they turn a profit or not. They're trying to make it turn a profit, at least advertising wise. You know, that's what ESPN is trying to do. They might never sell a ticket. It doesn't matter. It will always be subsidized. It's never not going to be subsidized. It doesn't matter if it ever turns a profit. The marketing plan is that they're going to get more eyeballs. They want more eyeballs on WNBA than the NHL. And you just see that just by opening up the ESPN app. Open it up. You see 100 WNBA games a week. You have to dig and search. I have to literally, I set the NHL and Rangers in my setting as my favorite, what the track, and I still have to go into menus and submenus to find a hockey game. Which is insane. And there's only like 10 teams in the fucking WNBA league. Yeah. It's, it's, it's insanity. Is it, is it that surprising? I mean, that makes perfect sense to me that both the MLS and the WNBA would be outpacing the NHL because they're both being marketed at a higher level than the NHL. And, you know, they're both more accessible than hockey. Just because we're not into the WNBA doesn't mean that the WNBA isn't far more appealing and far more accessible than hockey. Hockey's Appealing is subjective. It's not an accessible sport, and it's not an appealing sport from the standpoint that that little kids do not see themselves when they turn on a hockey game. That that that's true, but I think well, that the people who pay to watch sports on TV, right? They don't want to watch the WNBA, right? But I know when I'm flipping through the channels or flipping through the apps to look for something to watch, I've been known to watch some women's hockey th- because it's the only hockey on. So if I'm right. a basketball fan and there's no basketball on, I'll throw a WNBA game on. And if that ha- if I'm only getting WNBA games in the top row of my app, I'm probably going to watch more WNBA games than anything else. So I, I just think it's like they're to use an internet word, they're memeing the WNBA into relevance. You know, and can I just say this? And maybe this yeah. is like maybe this is not not a smart take. But what, like, why is the what's with this notion? Why does everybody have this deep desire for the game to get bigger? Hockey has always been for hockey fans. It has always been a niche sport. You you know you you need to grow up in a place where hockey is prevalent, where it has some sort of meaning, where there's cold weather, where you can actually play hockey. Why is that not okay? Like, why does it have to get bigger? Why? I, I, like, I agree with I, you. Like, let, let me tell you something. For all for all of the hockey fans who may or may not be listening to this, right? The NHL is not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. It is not going to fold as a league because it's not getting more popular. They're here to stay. Okay? And baby cakes, I'm a fucking New York Ranger fan. My hockey team is not going anywhere. If you're a Ranger fan or a Bruin, if you're a fan of any team in the metropolitan area, any team in the Northeast, if you're an original six fan, a Devils fan, uh, you know, a, a fan of any Canadian team, your team is here to stay. They make money. They're profitable teams. If you're a Carolina Hurricanes fan, being a hockey fan wasn't the mistake. Like the Carolina Hurricanes, the National Predators, Bye bye. You're breaking up a little bit, Brendan. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? It's all right. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I mean, I agree, Brendan. I think that, and you cut out a little bit, so I'm just going to recap. But I think what you're saying is absolutely true. Like, if you're in a traditional hockey market, it's not going anywhere. Understood. And I agree. I don't think hockey needs to grow to to, to stay. It's going to stay here. You're absolutely right. What I think the problem is, is that it's potential talent coming into the league. That's what I see, right? If if you have kids who are never exposed to hockey, you might not have an Austin Matthews 
right? You might not have a Jeremy Roenick. You might not have an Adam Fox, right? These are kids who came up watching hockey in America saying, I want to do that. If they can't watch hockey because a bad TV deal or they don't watch hockey because it's too inaccessible, then you don't have these talents there. Salaries get dragged down, which creates a loop where it's like, well, why am I going to put my kid in professional hockey or try to push him towards hockey if he can't make money on it, right? I'll just put him in baseball. I'll put him in basketball. They're making $52 million a season. You know, so I think that for the game, it doesn't, it's not about getting the game bigger. It's about keeping the game at the status quo enough where it you can get new blood into it. Right. If yeah, hockey stayed the economy. Yeah. Like it well, that's yeah. Like if hockey stayed passing, we're not gonna grow anymore, we're just gonna focus on this. The salary cap would be $89 million for the next 25 years. Players, young young kids whose parents are making the decision for them wouldn't drive two hours to a practice or to a tournament because, well, if my kid makes the pro leagues, he's only going to make 80 grand a year anyway. What does it matter? So I think that I think that's the problem for me. It's like professional sports are alluring because, yeah, when you're a kid, the glory, I want to be great. I want to you know, perform on the highest, the greatest stage of my, of, of the, of uh, what my talent affords me. But at the end of the day, when you're like in high school, it's like, Oh, I play a baseball team, soccer team and hockey team. Well, I'm going to go play baseball. They're making more money. I'm going to go play soccer. I'll be on TV more. Hockey is going to be the, it, it probably already is. It always has been, but that's going to be that, you know, last choice for these kids. Well, it's going to be the last choice because there are just less opportunities to play. And I'm not sure that has that has anything to do with the fact that they're watching it or not watching it. Like, for example, like they watch way more like we probably watch way more professional football in the New York metropolitan area than they do in Texas. But football is religion in Texas, just not professional football. Like nobody cares about professional football. It's all college and high school football. Well, uh, I mean, they just love football, no matter what level it's played at in Texas. You know, from high school up to the pros. I mean, this there's, there's a there's a huge there's, people are rabid down there for it. Yeah. You know, yeah. But, I also think there's more opportunity in Texas to watch football because they have every high school, a bunch of colleges. They don't need the professional teams to do it. Whereas the NHL, like, you ever go to a college NHL game or a college hockey game? No, you never did. No. You never would because they're played at 1230 at night and they don't even sell tickets because why bother? No one's going to the game. Unless you're in a D1 school like in Michigan or, or BU or sure. or BC or something like that. But that's the tiniest percentage of colleges that play hockey. Most right. of them, most college programs are club teams. Right. I mean, think about think about uh, when you guys were in the uh, New York City Department of Education in high school. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think the New Dorp Centrals were. That was a club team. That was a club team. Same yep. thing with the Tottenville Tottenville Pirates. That was a club team. And I was like, how how is this not like an actual school sport? It's yeah. it's a fucking club sport. Yeah. The only the only the only non club teams were the Catholic schools in Staten Island, at least. Yeah. Um, and it's just yeah because. Again, to Brendan's point, it's accessibility. It's there yeah. is a barrier there. There was there was one two places on Staten Island that had ice a hockey uh, rink, a yeah. hockey rink, and it was the Pavilion. It was still the Pavilion, and Clove Lakes used to have it, but I don't even think I think that's defunct now. That's just an outdoor tiny rink now. Yeah, which is a fun. It's a fun skate. I've skated it. It's nice. Yeah, yeah if if it stays cold enough for it to yeah be frozen. Well, listen, I don't know. I just, I actually have to run. I'm sorry to do this. I got to jump off. As you can hear, I'm walking down the block to a restaurant right now. Wow. Mm-hmm. This fucking but, guy. Uh, what, what level of commitment? Made us reschedule and everything. Yeah. Listen, I mean, my, shit. my closing <laughs> argument on this is that uh, hockey does not need to get bigger. Uh, hockey can actually get a little bit smaller and be a better product. 
uh, and things won't get better until Gary Bettman is fired and retires. So with well, that, I leave you. Love well, you that's the framework we're going to go on from here on. So thank you, Brendan. <laughs> Love you Enjoy all. Enjoy your dinner. Talk soon. All right. So Dave, I mean, I don't disagree with Brent. You can't really disagree with him. He's not wrong. Although, I, again, it's there's an economic thing where you don't have to necessarily grow the game, but you have to keep up with the status quo. There has to be some sort of incremental growth. You know, um, yes, I don't agree. God, I agree with Brendan and in like getting it out of the the hot states, you know, for the most part, I I think Canada deserves another team up there. Mm -hmm. I think that's uh, that's another way to help grow the game. Yes, because there's a rabid fan base for hockey. It's a hockey culture in Canada, all across Canada. Yeah. So if you give them another team, if you bring the Quebec Nordiques back or some other team in that area, I think that can only help bring more money into the league. Well, I think um, we need to define grow the game, right? Is that right. more markets or is that more money? Because if it's more markets, then we're on the right track. If it's more money, well, you know, get rid of the salary cap and have let Toronto spend whatever the hell they want. Yeah, I don't you know. know. Yeah, I mean, then you're gonna. Have... I, I don't agree with either of those. I'm just saying, like, these are the, we have to figure out what grow the game actually means. Right. Well, you you get rid of salary cap, and then all those um, all those smaller market teams like Arizona or something like that aren't gonna have the money to sign big players, and then they're gonna go belly up anyways. Well, I mean, Vegas would stick around. Vegas right? is built on gambling and money and debauchery. So yeah, any any team in Vegas is gonna stay. Right. But but I guess like my point is like by eliminating the salary cap, you get rid of unserious owners. Right? Okay. And I think that's probably that is gonna be the key to grow the game. You have, you know, I mean, Tampa Bay notoriously was owned by the Yakuza. And then they finally sold off their shares once their debt was paid back. Right. And I mean, Tampa Bay is an outlier because they ended up being a very good team, right? But and they were a good team for a, a few years, you know, in the in the nineties. So it's like, or the late nineties. But it's really more about like get rid of the unserious, like like the Islanders, like this is a completely unserious ownership group. Yeah, Arizona, completely unserious. Ottawa, completely unserious. They're there because they want to have their name on a stadium or they want to have their name on a jersey or they want to just have the cachet of owning a team, but they don't actually want to run a team. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what they do this year. I'm making a run for the playoffs. The, uh, Ottawa. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I'd love for Brendan to take you out for a steak. Cause I'm going to, I'll be there for that. But oh, if you have yeah. to pay for it, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> uh, come out anyways. It's fine. Yeah. I'll come out. Yeah, we'll see how, we'll see what the, if I get to fly out for work, but, but yeah, I, I think that's what it is. It's less about, not growing it. It's more about getting rid of like these clowns who own a quarter of the league. Right. And, and I think the problem is, you know, you'd run into is like, if you get rid of the salary cap. So now you have all the non say there's six non-serious owners, you know, just to use a round number, um, six non-serious owners that you're going to get rid of. So you're going to, you're going to take a step back. I mean, you it could, could work, find what? six. You could find six serious owners to buy those teams. Uh, maybe, but like depending on the market, right? And you'd want to you'd want to put them in a market where uh in in a location where where that will succeed. So that's going to take time. Land rights, building a stadium, you know, all this other uh you know bureaucratic uh shit that you have to go through. So that might hurt them. But like on the other hand, say it goes down from what are we at thirty. 32 32? teams so yep. say for three years it goes from 32 teams down to 26 the positive is without the salary cap is that you're pooling you're pulling more talent into one into one place uh, not one place but uh well, a smaller I, amount of places we can keep the salary cap and still get rid of unserious owners right we can we don't have to get rid of the salary cap that would just force the issue Okay. Um, okay. Go down to twenty six. 
and then the 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 parity increases the talent pool gets better right we need to the talent pool is not diluted like there's no one who's bad at hockey in the nhl but right. you probably shave a couple teams off and you know hey increase the roster sizes a bit why not right and it'll be a lot more competitive um mm-hmm. you can restructure the divisions and, and make it easier as far as travel wise make the rivalries make more sense which um i can't remember who who uh i, I think i saw it on instagram or youtube or probably all of those places um where they've restructured they did like a mock restructuring of the divisions and it god it made a lot more sense when you have like the groups together like regionally th- rather than like you know what we have now what we've what we've had in the past well we're tied to this east west thing which i think i think nhl needs to go to like an american national like a baseball model like well because that would that would even out the um the travel for all mm-hmm. the for the west coast teams and the east coast teams because the east yeah. coast teams don't have to travel as far it's, it's not as arduous uh, on them as far as schedule and everything and it's cheaper what owner wants to live what owner wants to have a team in seattle when they're they're pl- they're paying for flights for their entire staff to every single game, the Rangers they probably do fly, but they could take they could take a bus to Boston. They could take a bus to Jersey. They could take a bus to Long Island. They could take a bus to fucking Washington, Carolina if they really want to Philly, Washington, Philly, yeah, <laughs> Pittsburgh. Like they this it's a bus ride really. If they wanted to cut corners. And, I mean, they obviously, Delta's flying them everywhere they want. Right. But but you get my meaning. To, to bring it back to the core question about, like, MLS and the WNBA, right? You know, in terms of those two leagues, I think MLS is an aberration, frankly. I think Messi's there. Yes. You know, that's that's a big popularity. Like, the one of the best players in the world ever is yeah. now on an MLS team. Yeah. That's Hot awesome. off a, a World Cup win, uh, yeah. Argentina's first World Cup ever. The yeah. fact that um, soccer is the world sport, and, I mean, yeah. it is the most popular sport in the world, uh, you know, aside from, like, Formula One racing uh, or something. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think – I don't think MLS becoming more popular is necessarily an aberration. Um, but – I think they've grown it over time. They put the work in. I mean, you know, New York got their second team uh, five or six years ago, I think, or right. maybe more the NYCFC. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's always going to be a demand for soccer. So the yeah. fact that they're becoming more popular and over the last, what, like 12, 12 or 13 years, they've been getting, like, you know, fading stars from – you know, the La Liga or, or uh, 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 all the European leagues. Uh, I can't even think of the, the leagues, the <laughs> league's names now. But like all these other famous people. So you had like David Beckham, you have Zlatan, you had uh, now Messi. I, I'm, I'm sure Ronaldo will end up in MLS uh, eventually. Right. But you have all these people who are just world, worldly renowned players and then it's like oh now they're in the u.s so that makes the u.s people and all you know we're a nation of uh, of immigrants and and stuff like that so yeah you have all these people growing up watching them in other in other leagues and now oh they're here now i can go see them live right yeah i mean that's exactly and, and like, you're right like mls has they put the work in and they're doing it the right way and you know it's i don't i never liked the idea that mls was like a joke to all the soccer fans because right it's a new league and it's in America and let's face it. American talent is not what it, the rest of the world's talent is. So right. you have to now draw these names. And of course they're going to make a hundred million dollars a year in Spain and they come here. Well, we don't have that money. Well, now we do, which is nice. Right. Um, so that, I mean, that that's I, MLS did it the right way. Um, right. And, and, but, and you're yeah, not going to get the talent. From America, right off the bat, you know, coming out because you have so many other options of professional right. sports to go into, like yeah. you know, fr- from a young age. So it's like, oh, am I going to choose soccer? Am I going to use baseball? You know, hockey, NFL. You know, what am I going to choose? Basketball. So, like, yeah, but because 
you know, because of the small incremental growth that they made over the past 25 years or so, it's, it's just, yeah, it, it, yeah. it's, it's about time. You, you, yeah. you have a whole two generations almost of, or at least a full generation of people growing up with uh, regular American soccer and see it's, you know, the talent's gotten better over the years. Now the WNBA. I'm not going to get into a rant about how women are unenjoyable to watch at sports. I'm not going to get into a rant about how they can't dunk. Or I'm not going to get into a rant about the countless clips you find online about them not even being able to make a simple layup and like minutes and minutes of time passing where no baskets are scored. I'm not going to talk about those things. Okay. But to my point earlier, ESPN is forcing people more or less to watch the, the WNBA, right? Yeah. Which, if they force people to watch the NHL, like they, like they're doing with WNBA, they would be much more successful, right? Correct. Of course, the WNBA probably has a very lax broadcasting policy. They're not doing blackouts. There's no um, restrictions on right. the WNBA because they just want anyone to watch it, whoever wants to watch it. But it still seems like it seems forced. It seems fake. It's like, Dave, have you ever watched a WNBA game? Um, all right. I've so like maybe like 20 years ago when like, uh, uh, was it, uh, Cheryl swoops and Lisa, Lisa Leslie on the Liberty. Right. Yeah. 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 When, when it like, I was like, okay, I watched a quarter like a like a you know the first or second quarter of the game or or even like the fourth quarter I've mm-hmm. I've done that much but um other than that like as I've, you get older you, you know you want to see not even as you get older just as as somebody who in, enjoys sports you want to see the higher you want to see why they're professionals right. so you want to see that caliber of talent that I couldn't see in, in you know in the fucking um on the basketball court on fourth street across from the IFC center. That's fucking world. That's famous in in New York city. Like right. I've watched games there and they're riveting. They're, they're wholly entertaining. <laughs> the WNBA is the opposite of that. <laughs> like, yeah, and, and, yeah, and, and it's not, it's not like a sexist thing. At least I'm like, you know, I'm not trying to be like that. It's just the talent is not there. I'll tell you what would get me to, to, uh, to probably watch it. And this is probably like, you know, like, you know, there is, you know, there's a big, um, you know, controversy of like male to female trans athletes. Then I think maybe you should let trans athletes, you know, go in like, you want to go full Joanna, man. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that is exactly where I'm going with this. Joanna man was a far more entertaining movie than any WNBA, you know, super clip could ever be and it wasn't a good movie <laughs> like miguel nunez i mean he's awesome i, I love he him. is um i yeah i mean i think that oh, i'm trying to like not step on a landmine here dave i think that <laughs> there i think the problem with the wnba is that they keep the rims at 10 feet mm-hmm. bring them down to eight feet and that's it. That's all you have to do. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. I think no. that is reasonable. Why not eight? Why not eight? Because I think most of the – there's a lot of WNBA players who are probably about six foot, which yeah. is, you know, a few inches taller than me. So if you're six foot, eight is too short. You can almost dunk by standing up. So you got – make them work a little – Look at the NBA. These They can dunk pretty much just standing under the rim. I mean, they jump and – Put it right in like right the the few like six and a half seven footer oh the WNBA or the NBA no no NBA oh yeah NBA is at ten feet the average height is I don't know six and a half feet right so nine feet let's bring the rim down to nine feet for the WNBA I think yeah. that fixes the problem I mean they already use a smaller ball so why not go a little bit further maybe yeah. make make the court just a smidge smaller, like five, take yeah. five or 10 feet off each and, side. And, and again, this, this is not about being sexist and making things easier for women. This is about quality of the product, right? Yes. Like 
there are undeniable biological differences between again these landmines. No, I'm like I, the best the best male basketball player. Actually, no, I'll put it this way to bring it back to soccer. The 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 US women's soccer team notoriously got wrecked by a 15-year-old boys club in Texas, a high school team, right? An under-15 team. Mm-hmm. They got wrecked like seven to two, right? This is Olympic soccer players, female Olympic soccer players getting absolutely fucking housed by 15-year-old boys, right? There is a definitive difference in athleticism between the genders, right? Why are we holding women in the WNBA to the standards that we have set for men, set standards for the peak athleticism of women? I'm, no one is saying these women are not athletic. Right. No one is saying these women are not talented. They're just being held to the wrong standards. Right. So, like, and and to bring it back, so like, you know, working in the education field, there was there was a famous cartoon that we'd always like uh, show during meetings or whatever when how to better educate students and, you know, and their learning styles. It's like, yeah, you have a monkey, monkey, a crocodile, an elephant, and an antelope. And you go, and you have four trees in front of you, you go, climb that tree. And that's how you judge everybody. It's like, no, right. you, you can't because obviously the monkey is superior or, you know, <laughs> and, and whatever. So like, if you take that same model and you apply it to sports, yeah. It's not, yeah. Like it makes just perfect sense. Set them up for success. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Then I don't have a problem with the WNBA. I don't have a problem with WNBA getting viewers at all. I, I wish this league would be solvent. That 100%. would be awesome. The problem is I and again, this is my personal idea, my personal opinion, is that ESPN is forcing people, or not forcing, but like coercing people into watching the WNBA over other sports yeah for the 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 ESPN's reasons which you know maybe apple buying them would change things there who knows but you know when hockey fans on reddit particularly are freaking out that the WNBA is like sir oh my god NHL's doomed the WNBA's on the trend on the upward trend well <laughs> one good for them right two yeah i mean it's probably a little bit forced a little bit manufactured because like to your point earlier like they're not selling tickets to these games and so no one's going to these games all right sorry i let's wrap let's start wrapping this up dave i, I have a game we're gonna right. play okay. brenda's not here to play it this game is called good idea bad idea good idea Bad idea. All right. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with this, but I'll, I'll explain the rules. The rules are simple. I say something, and everyone decides if it's everyone being you. You th- will decide if it's a good idea or a bad idea, and then why. Um, you get one point for a correct answer, and at the end of the game, the person with the most points wins. Dave, if you end up with zero points, there is no winner. Okay? Sick. Okay. You ready to start? I am Legion. Let's go. All right. The last place team at the end of the season gets relegated to the appropriate minor league, and the winner of a new minor league tournament gets bumped up to the NHL. Good idea. I think it works in soccer, in in, in a lot of soccer leagues. I think that's awesome. I I was actually talking to my brother about this same very point, and we both agreed on that. I I actually kind of like that. Uh, wrong. It's a bad idea. It's too confusing and it won't grow the game. Says Sorry. Oh, for one. Damn. All right. Next question. Next uh, proposal. Uh, the NHL forever prevents Olympic participation, but instead hosts a World Cup every four years. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see a World Cup every four years. I think that that's a good idea for me. You know, that's my personal bias, I guess. You're wrong. Bad oh, idea. The Olympics actually helped the NHL grow. There's a trend on this episode. <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right. Ready. Third question. You're 0 for 2, Dave. We want a winner here. Please. We uh, want no, a winner. Nobody's winning here. <laughs> all right. We're going to, okay. Drop the loser point. 
which is the one point for getting into overtime. Drop the loser point, get rid of the shootout, and extend the three on three overtime to ten minutes. I I, I like that idea. I listen. I fucking and this is probably I'm every answer I'm gonna give is gonna be the bad idea, but you know you can juke any stats and statistics. So the shootout is an awful idea. It puts the 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 burden of an entire sixty minute game on two players or one player, the goaltender. Um, these these players make make enough money, maybe shorten the the, the season by a few games. You know, if you're going to take away the loser point and you're going to extend uh, pos- uh, ten minutes of overtime. That's good idea or bad idea. I think it's a good idea to do that because I miss fucking ties. You should not get anything just for making it to to overtime. It's it's win win. You 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 get a point, lose you get nothing. Good day, sir. Yeah, you're right. Good idea. The loser point stinks, and the shootout isn't real hockey. That's right. Thank God. So you, you you've won, but there's still two more questions. There's still two more proposals here. So let's Uh, see. Let's get you. Let's get you three for five. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Number four. Periodic audits of franchise health with the purpose of relocating teams to new markets. I Good idea. Good. I think we just kind of talked about that before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's get these yeah. fucking non-serious owners out of it. Fuck them. You're right. Good idea. Let's move the Coyotes and the Panthers to Houston and San Antonio. Woo! We're going to grow the game, bit, Dave. All right. <laughs> The final, you're, 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 you're 50, you're, you're batting 500 here. All right. All right. Final one. Normalize offer sheets. I mean, fuck. Ah, that's a, that's man. That's a toughie. I, because like that could play into the part of, of getting non-serious teams out of, you know, controlling talent that could be better used in other markets. But, you know, that could fuck some other teams that are tight against the cap. Um, fuck it. Yeah, uh, I guess it's a good idea to have offer sheets. Good idea, Dave. You got it. We need more <laughs> drama in the offseason, and it's better for the teams to keep their house in order. Great job, Dave. Three for five. I'm not you gonna lie, won. had me in the first half. Yeah, I had you in the first. That's <laughs> you, you know how the games go here. All right. Well, Dave, thank you. Uh, that's our show, everyone. Thanks, thank you all for listening. Uh, remember, follow us on Twitter at RangerThings23, uh, and visit uh, us on RangerThingsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the show. Be a member. Give us your email address. Let us spam you. Um, yeah, let's be friends. For Dave Pacheco. Goodbye, Ranger fans. Uh, and Brendan Lyons, who's enjoying a delicious dinner at Matador. Oh, fuck Gary Bettman. <laughs> oh, you're here, Brendan. I, I didn't know you were still on the line. Ah. Uh, I, I'm Carlo Montanino. Uh, have a good night. See you next week. Well, I wanna be under you.